lights, camera, microphone. This is what you've been watching. Hello, everyone. This is your buddy and your pal, Ouch. And this is what you've been watching. Yeah, that's not going on the DVD. So, we're dipping a toe into the realm of sandals and swords over here at What You've Been Watching Industries. I don't mind these kinds of movies, but there are usually two tropes the movie fills. A, there's always a hero who seems to be better than everyone, whether it be intelligence, strength, or just straight-up magic. And B, there are just so many thongs, you get to know everyone by ass profile. Talk about moons over my hammy. However, today's movie does those rules so lousily, the movie just goes, eh, hell with it, let's try something else. Quite literally, as it turns out. So polish your shield and get your body oil warmed up as we take a look at your The Hunter from the Future. There must be some place in this world where we can live in peace with our people. He is from a future world. Trapped in another time, searching for his past. A hunter of incredible power and strength. In his quest for his origin, he and the woman he loves must fight hostile tribes. Battle deadly beasts. And try to survive the violent forces of a newly born Earth. He is the warrior known as Yor. His medallion holds the key to his destiny. His courage makes him master of a world in chaos. His enemy uses the weapons of tomorrow to enslave a primitive planet. But his passion for freedom will set his people free. You're the hunter from the future. From 1983, available on Pluto.tv On Demand, Yor, the Hunter from the Future, is a Italian-Turkish-French production based on Yor, the Hunter, a 1970s Argentinian comic. Look, if this is what globalization does, we need to bring our cheesy barbarian movies back to the States. And that concludes my modern-day joke. Thank you, thank you. Yor is the usual chosen barbarian, mostly because he has less body hair than pretty much any other male character in the movie. He does the usual caveman hero stuff, fighting other, more ugly barbarians, saving villages, completely rejecting the maidens offered to him by said village. You know, come on, Yor. The lamentation of their women was right there. Yeah, this is like the softer warrior for a new age of sword and sandal movies. The main plot revolves around Yor trying to figure out the medallion around his neck, which kind of looks like one of those coins from early civilizations that you'll see on, like, Antiques Roadshow or something. They act like it's from the Roman Empire, but it looks like a Latisse-cut cherry pie that was dipped in metal. You know, it beads and pelts I understand as currency. I, I need a little more explanation for this format. 
It's up to your and the smallest posse he ever formed to figure out where he comes from. You know, I will always give credit where it's due to obscure movies like this, especially when they have some kind of a budget. Aside from costumes and scenery, you know, when half of your locations are made of rocks, it takes a lot of legwork out of finding locations. They had a big chunk of money set aside for a decent amount of practical effects. There are at least two major monster attacks with fully sized dinosaur looking beasties, complete with movement, puppetry, and graphic realism from axe wounds from our hero. It's only a couple of moments for each, as the budget got turned on its head later in the movie, which we'll get to in a moment. But while the lay lasted, the moments with the monsters are very good. I'm kind of jumping around a bit here. But while the overall movie is okay, it does have one of my favorite tropes of all time, the introductory theme song that explains the premise, hero, story, all in about 2 minutes and 30 seconds. It also has that perfect sense of early 80s tubular feeling in it as well. So be prepared, because you're entering yours world. may be that revealing section that's a little too personal, but if you like the human body, there's a little something here for everyone. Don't get me wrong, it ain't gratuitous or gross, but if you find skin fascinating, this is your movie. Yeah, that sentence is kind of gross, but I'm leaving it in. So there was a scene early in the movie where the lead female starts dancing for the village, mostly for your and it was just the right mixture of 80s midriff and hip swivel. And that's all I needed! Now, does the fact I'm giving an entire positive point to a smooth, tanned belly dancing scene make me immature? Yes. I don't have a counterpoint to that, I'm just confirming your bias. Now, as much fun as the movie gets for little things, some of the bigger things don't quite hold their weight. And that biggest criminal of that is our hero himself, Yor. I mean, in movies like this, 
The hero always has something that separates him from the rest of the ugly cavemen. Things like being smart, having high fighting skills, or even just a special weapon no one else has ever seen. Not so much for your. I mean, he has an axe. That is just an axe. There's no special abilities or anything. He's muscular, but not like jacked or ripped or anything. And he just has this look of weird naivete that isn't too inspiring. Like, he sees one woman and probably just thinks to himself, Ooh, she looks soft. <gasps> she is soft. All in all, he's not exactly inspiring. He's just filling a role. And usually, I go into these movies with full suspension of disbelief. I'll follow the rules set by the movie. But there were two scenes where I just kind of went, Really? And they stopped me in my tracks. There's a scene early where the lead lady gets kidnapped by the bad barbarians who look like they wear entire suits made out of body hair. Not, not a lot of manscaping was done in caveman times. So to save her, Yor beats up a giant bat and then hang glides into the cave with the giant bat to save her. This was a, uh, no, not gonna happen kind of move moment for me. And then later on during the climax, there's a scene where Yor is stuck across this chasm and can't get to the rope he used to swing over. So his old man buddy that's been with him the entire time hops onto this rope and pulls some Cirque du Soleil acrobatics out of thin air to save him. H how in the world do you save that power and it never comes up anywhere else? Don't ask me how I know this, but when acrobats get their chance to talk acrobatics, they just take over the conversation. Those two moments were just a little too unbelievable and stopped me cold. And then, to get into the usual bits of spoiler territory, there is a late game plot twist that just would make everyone scratch their head. You'd think the theater had a lice breakout. The first two-thirds of the movie are all about loincloths and fighting with a sharp stick. Then, out of the blue, the movie does a complete swerve directly into science fiction, complete with laser guns, dark and brooding emperors, and complete industrial settings. I'm sorry, what? Apparently, we're in the future after nuclear something or other, and Yor is like the genetically perfect human being. It's a lot of story out of complete nowhere. And the thing is, this doesn't even throw off the savage people who don't know what pants are. Like, they immediately start firing the lasers back at the troops. They can operate computer terminals to set off time bombs. They can fly the escape plane out of the emergency hatch. I'd say it takes you out of the movie, but it's so head-scratchingly weird. You end up just watching it just to see what else they do with it. Overall, it's kind of a middling movie, but it's okay. It's just such a weird amalgamation of swords and loincloth, 
and then just to smash directly into lasers and robots, I'm surprised I don't have whiplash from watching this movie. I'm not exactly sure why this is on the Essentials tab on the Rift Tracks app. I mean, there's nothing really memorable, soul-scaring, or even super entertaining about the film, but it's not too offensive to get angry about it. With all that being said, I'm going to give Yor, the Hunter from the Future, a 5 out of 10. It's not necessarily the, on the top of the queue, but it's a watchable experience. Well, that'll about do it for this time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ouchcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JustOuch, capital J-U-S-T, capital A-E-W-C-H. Or send an email to ouch64 at gmail.com. And if you really want to show your appreciation, consider a monthly donation to this little old podcaster. Click on the link in the episode description to find out more. Until next time, everybody, you'll hear from me soon enough. Bye bye <laughs>